0: Yep, Mr. Pop. <laughs>
1: if they cast Natalie as my love interest, bang, I'll do it for
0: nothing. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music
2: with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ruck and Roll. My name's Kevin Hillier, and as always, Mark Fine.
0: Hello, Kevin. Oh boy! Boy, oh boy!
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> uh, I'll come back.
2: And Brian Maddox.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Kevin and Mark. Great to be back together in this wonderful soirée of vocab and conversation. You're right. Nah, I'm off my dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. now what's what's oh my oh my funny? What's the matter?
0: I've grown up knowing. Three things are a certainty in life death, taxes, and Melbourne being shit But <laughs> Unfortunately, Melbourne uh, have let me down. Yes,
2: they're not shit house, are they? They're very good.
1: Oh, oh Melbourne? Yeah. yeah, okay.
2: They're very good. Now, can I just hang on? I can't see, it's very hard when you do an audio podcast to see someone backpedaling at 100 miles an hour, but I do believe that's what you should be doing, Brian Mannix.
1: Why would I be backpedaling, Keith?
2: The sack the coach, Essendon shit, uh, they're a shit team. Dom- Did
1: you see the umpiring in that game, Kevin? Hawthorne were robbed. I oh. deserved to win it and I'm not – I'm actually – I was actually rooting for Hawthorne because the win will paper over the cracks. There's big issues that are wrong down at Essendon and by getting the win, oh, the pressure's off and they – They need pressure to fire up. So, you know, uh, it wasn't a great win for me. It was like, oh, okay, now they'll get away with this bullshit they've been serving up every week. So, yeah, it was a pretty – I was glad that they won, but it was a bit of a hollow victory because I think that we're not going to address the real issues there because we got the win.
2: So – you don't. You don't admire the spirit. You don't admire the uh, the, the reaction to adversity. Be given five players got pulled out late in the game, they're obviously undermanned in all departments. The, the coach is obviously well, a complete goose. What,
1: what, um, you know, and they still won. What, what was this? Round seven? Round eight? Round eight. It took them eight rounds to find the spirit. What were they doing during the pre-season? No, I'm sorry. Six and two is an absolute disgrace. They finally showed a little bit of ticker, but not all of them. And, you know, I'm not going to pat them on the back over one win. I th- still think there's a lot of problems down there. And I'm, s- once again, they shouldn't do zone defense because they can't do it. Fremantle can, um, some teams can, but we can't. So it is manner, But it's no. Nah, I'm not patting them on the back over one win. They've given me more misery than glory. They've been shit out since 2002. So, no, no, they owe they owe their fans.
2: Right. Okay. I'm not. I'm not uh, for one second disagreeing with anything you just said, just quietly, because I, I think that's. You I, I think that that overreaction to one win is a hallmark of modern society. Uh, as it as as the overreaction to one loss is, the one thing I try and uh, talk to my my young bloke about is, mate, it's one game. There's twenty something in the season before you actually get to do any any real business. So just you know, don't worry about your team winning or losing one particular well, game.
1: I saw stuff today on social media or on somewhere. They're back. They're back. Yeah. Oh, please. You know, no. So anyway, so, you know, hollow victory for me, and that's probably enough said about that.
2: All right. Fair enough. Uh, we've lost Finey in the middle of that, so I'm just hoping that he... Well, un- then
1: there, there it's not enough said about that. <laughs> no, and, no. Um,
2: I'm sure fi- I'm no, sure no, Finey frankly, will have something to say can about that. Go
1: and get, they can go and get stuffed. <laughs> See, look at me looking out for uh, Steve not to have to edit too much. Um, they can go and get stuffed, you know, one win. Oh, how about us? Who cares? You've had two wins. You win one in three at the moment. Or no, no, one in oh, – I don't know. You do the math. But no, no, means nothing. But my other team, the Gold Coast, did oh, very well, Kev. I did. They surprised. I was so close to – yeah. I was so close to picking them. And I was watching it. They were winning. And I thought, no, nah, nah, they'll lose. And, you know, should have followed my heart. So I'll be doing that
2: with the tips this week. They, uh, they surprised the what's-its-out-of-everyone, to be perfectly honest. That was, uh, that was one that, uh, that none of us saw coming, I don't think, the Gold Coast winning. Uh, now let, uh, let me go through the, uh, the tips uh, from last week. Uh, Brian, you got six, finally got seven, which was a terrific yeah. effort, uh, and uh, I got four.
1: You did take
2: a few chances last week, Uh, Ken. I would have. uh, Now that I look at it in retrospect, uh, I I don't know what I was on last week, but whatever it was, I'm not on it this week, and I won't be doing that again. Uh, You much
1: more fun last week, (laughs) (laughs) Doug.
2: Taking Collingwood was a mistake. I'll always take the Bulldogs. Um, It it doesn't matter who they're playing. Even when they play Melbourne, I'll tip them. Um, So, uh, but taking Collingwood to beat uh, Richmond was probably uh, not the smartest move of my uh, my existence. Uh, the rest, the rest, I'll still stick by uh, because I thought they were actually a dead set chance. Now you, Brian, yours, you got uh, Port right, Frio right, Tigers right, missed on the Swans, Giants and Hawks. Um, see what happens when you go against your own team. Uh, and you got the other others uh, correct, and they finally uh, did pick Essendon. Uh, he was the the one sane voice of all this to pick Essendon. And he also picked as you did Port Adelaide, and then finished up with seven for the weekend. So he's on forty eight. I'm on forty five and you're you're gaining on me, uh, couple there, you're up to thirty nine, Brian.
1: Oh, well, look, it's not as bad. I, I normally lose by about seventeen, don't I? So yeah. Um,
2: usually, so, yeah, yeah that's
1: yeah, well, you know, there's plenty of time to make
2: up. up <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to get there. I uh, wanted to mention a couple of passings uh, during the week. Uh, we had a really bad one, a uh, sad one today, which which I'll get to when uh, when uh, we can shortly. Um are you uh, calling
1: me shortly?
2: No, I'm not.
1: <laughs> Why? What are you, buddy? <laughs> oh, he's short. Well, I'll just hang shit on him about his physicality. Have you ever once heard me on this show? call somebody fat.
2: No, I've never, never, ever, ever once heard you call someone on this show <laughs> fat. I've heard you do it about 150 times.
1: <laughs> Apologies to Tracy Grimshaw.
2: Yes, that's the one I was immediately thinking of. And look,
1: uh, she does look a bit
2: and like And you did couch. mention that one of the Essendon players was a bit overweight last week too, which I thought was... Well,
1: but look, I think the difference is, though, like if somebody is short, hmm. they can't do anything about it. If somebody is overweight, they can do things about it. You know, if I could do stuff to make myself taller, I'd be six foot four and I'd be playing basketball.
2: And I know this but is. This nothing is, I could do. And, and Finny's with us, but so I'll get Patrick to him in a minute. But if we're going to do this on uh, on this uh, video as well, and I can. T- could you actually prop yourself up so I can see? Because you look like Dickie Knee. Look <laughs> like You look, like, you look oh. like a blonde version of Dickie Knee. That's I'm better. Just resting it. There you go. Yeah, hang on. Let's oh, yeah. that one. Finally, uh, just went through the tips, mate. I know you dropped out in the middle of that because we've got some technical issues that we deal with <laughs> Ooh,
1: pretty much. Week normal. after week after week. <laughs> yes.
2: So you got seven last week. You're well in front on 48, ahead of me on 45, and Brian on 39. Brian had a good week with six, and I got four, so not a good week. Look, for me. Kevin, what happened? Well, I tipped the doggies. I tipped Collingwood. I tipped the Hawks. I tipped the Giants. I tipped the Swans. So, yeah, not uh, not not a smart week for me in football tipping, but never mind. Oh, well, a week a weeks a long time in football. I'll, I'll bounce back this week with nine. Good. How many are there? Oh, yeah, nine. I can get nine. Uh, now, I want to mention a couple of uh, people that have uh, Dennis Waterman uh, passed away this morning, which is really sad because oh, I was a massive I love fan. I work. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too, and I'm sure fine is as well. Very sad news.
1: Good Seven. singer as well.
2: It was a good song, wasn't it, that I could be so good for it was you?
1: great. It was yeah. great, but he was such a realistic actor and, that, and that's true of most English shows, but he had, even when he was being kind of just by the book, he had this charisma about him and I don't know how you achieve that when you're not saying something particularly nice but you're still endearing yourself with the audience. Does yeah. that make any sense?
2: Yeah, no, it does. Well,
1: yeah, you could be interviewing somebody going, listen, mate, you, but somehow you still really liked him. And I don't think he really did in, um, oh, as with Terry in Minder, you just felt sorry for him. <laughs> and, yeah. and you admired his loyalty and his diligence. But um, the, his other shows when he's just, you know, a cop.
2: Oh, and the Sweeney, he was brilliant.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't yeah, really do a lot of things. Yeah. What that more recent detective show of the sort of retired older detectives? Yeah, and police. Yeah. Was with it called the,
1: the Next girl. or something? It's called Old Dogs, I think.
2: Old tricks or something? Or new new tricks. Yeah, old new tricks. tricks
1: or That's right. Yep. Yeah, new yep, yep, yep. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's it. Yeah. So obviously yeah, she good. used the new trick, and yeah, yeah. I like her too, but fortunately she's still with us.
2: Yeah, so it's seventy-four. Dennis Waterman passed away, which is uh, which is a sad one. Um, Brian DeCoursy passed away during the week. Brian, I don't know if you were aware of that one. Uh, yeah, Brian
1: DeCoursy was a great man, and uh, um, I think your dinner's ready, Keith.
2: Um, <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs>
1: the microwave's sort of signal that it's overdone. That was either
2: that was either the either the funny, so microwave's gone off, or my my heart starter's just finished.
1: Oh well, just check your heart starter, you. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, actually, oh, no, it, ready. it might be my electronic dick pump. <laughs> <overloading>. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't have it with me. Uh, it's okay.
2: Oh, that's good. Particularly but, given that you're in a public place so where you were doing the broadcast from, at least. It's on the a, only
1: a... place to get the electronic dick pump out. <laughs> right. You um, don't want to do it in the privacy of your home. You want no. people to see what's going on here. Yeah, it could. Um, it's called education.
2: Thank you, Brian. Uh, can we get back to right. Brian DeCoursey's passing for a moment?
1: Yes. Um, great man. Um, he nearly managed the X-Men. Um, oh, okay. He, he managed – I can't remember who he did manage, but he managed a lot of guys. He has a, has a great resume of management.
2: Well, he managed Molly and for a while. I think he managed Sudolico well, and a he, lot of those bands.
1: Well, you know, if you managed Molly, he's probably the greatest manager of all time because <laughs> could you think of a more difficult client? Molly, you've got to be there at 9 o'clock. But, lovey, lovey, I was at the Chevron until 8.30, so I didn't make, you know, you know, you'd have to have people, you'd have to have minders and stuff. Oh, yes. No, and I met him um, quite a few times and he was a lovely man and, um you know, it was always very respectful and nice to me. I can say so I knew him well, but um, his reputation and his demeanour, I have total respect for And my love and best wishes to his family.
2: To yep, his absolutely. You passed away from uh, a result of uh, Alzheimer's uh, uh, last week. And the other one, funny, and, and I imagine you would have, I don't know whether you would have done any work with this, Blake, but you probably crossed swords with him at different times uh, in your broadcasting career. Mitchell Fairclough, Slim Whittle, passed away during the week.
0: Oh well, that I, I heard that, and that was I was very sad to hear the passing of Mitchell Club or Slim. Yeah. I used to go to Macy's, which is in Peran or, or, or South Yarra Turek Road.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I think it became the saloon bar actually. Oh yeah, I remember that. I used to love seeing Slim and Con and. You know, wife, you was know, name? Harvey? Tracy Harvey, yeah. Big, big, buck left Yeah, that's her, yeah. Um, loved it. Absolutely loved the punch of the punch of tea. So, here are some of the, the things that they were famous for. They'd come out sort of full of energy, you know, with Dr. Turf as well, but. Slim would be singing, Yes. Yes. He was uh,
2: he was a terrific entertainer. He was very uh, and spontaneously very good too. He was very yeah. good off the fly, not just the stuff that they'd scripted, he was he was terrific off the fly.
0: And he always used to tell his racing joke, I've got a racing joke, people Yeah. What do you call it's not rolled in chocolate, covered in chocolate, and rolled in coconut? I know a Flemington. <laughs> oh, <laughs> deary
2: me, Deary, dearie me. He did some. He did some acting as well in in some uh, Australian series, I think. Too did yeah, he?
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. I know. I know. Con did. Uh, Con Marasco um, uh, did did some acting stuff, but uh, certainly Slim did some stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, very – sort of sad. Well, sad, isn't it? Time yeah. marks his own. Yes, it does. Um, so uh...
1: – especially sad because he's a bloke that pretty much dedicated his life to making other people laugh and other people have a good time. And he's no longer with us. Yeah. So the world's a bit sad because unless – so it's time for somebody else to step up and be funny and make people happy and make people laugh. So come on, Kev, raise your calendar.
2: Well, I am. I'll be, well, I am. I'm going to do that right now because I want to ask. I've, I've been watching with interest that the the last couple of weeks. I've seen that Jason Donovan, Donovan's come back. Kylie's going to do a little appearance. Olympia Valance has done a, a cameo role back in uh, in Neighbours. And I'm just wondering, Brian, has there been any phone calls? Has there been any any correspondence whatsoever? Is Connor the Italian jockey coming back for a cameo on the final? The,
1: the Irish jockey, yeah, uh, Kev. What they calling? Look, uh, been- <laughs> Italian. Well, the accent, you the, accent threw me. the you, you, It's hard to tell <laughs> whether it's Irish or Italian. I, I, I apologise. Um, so Jason's <laughs> actually been on, has he? I, I think he's doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. I reckon that's really great. Is Kylie's going to do it too? I
2: believe so. That's what I'm, I'm reading in the in the you know the press and the uh, the, uh, the the Jungle Drums are saying that that is a possibility.
1: Well, the only phone calls I've had. Um, from Kylie's personal assistant wanting to know if I'd be available for sex. Oh, right, of course. uh, I forget the date. I haven't got the diary here. And I don't know. uh, It's something I've got a bit of a moral and ethical thing I need to deal with before I can get back to uh, Kylie's personal assistant. But as far as the casting people... There, there doesn't seem to be a big rush on uh, bringing an Irish jockey back, and if they did, please don't bring my girlfriend back. <laughs> well, maybe but Natalie. To kiss, if... I would have rather punched it.
2: Maybe your next door neighbour, your across the cul de sac neighbour, could come back in and and be your love interest. Even Natalie Imbrulia, who could who could be your love interest, in it?
1: Now, if 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 they cast Natalie as my love interest. Bang! I'll do it for nothing. In yeah. fact, I'll pay him. I'll pay him five hundred an episode yeah. to be in
2: it. Well, let's be honest, Brian. The chances of, the chances of that happening are very, very slim, uh, to say the least.
1: See how you tie that in with the death notices? No, I well didn't. Do, was
2: wasn't doing that at all. Um, oh, well, I thought it was clever. Oh, thanks, thanks, Brian. Um, now the other the other story I wanted to, to bring up and ask about was uh, outside the footy. Um, Bit of news around uh, the the sporting circles. Have you both seen the news about Liz Cambridge and what she has been up, or what she was up to when uh, all that kerfuffle happened with her? And
1: that have you? No, called? Kev. In Queensland, we don't care about politics or news or anything. What happens what is the beach. There's shit to do <laughs> rather be cold and listen all this depressing shit. So ask Fani. <laughs>
2: Is that how it works in Queensland now, is it? Ah, oh, yes. Just...
1: I haven't seen the news for weeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Finally, have you caught up with what Liz Cambage is uh, alleged to have done in the uh, pre-Olympic, last Olympics, when, uh, when all that kerfuffle happened after a, uh, a remark was made during a uh, practice game against the Nigerians and then uh, Liz fell from grace because of that and I don't think she'll ever darken the door of an Australian team again.
0: I didn't. You didn't make the delicatessen test Weekly News. <laughs> it, it, was to, it was close to making the news. There wasn't anything on Miss cabbage, but there was a good article on red cabbage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how is uh, Miss Cabbage going? Is, is, is there any drama in her life, or she's good to go? Who Liz? The well, cabbage girl, not that one that you're talking oh about. Oh no, yeah, you don't no, no, Sorry, the interesting cucumber.
2: one. Miss Miss Cabbage 2022. How's <coughs>
0: How's the question? No, no. Uh, the article is on red cabbage and four new exciting salads you can do with red cabbage. <laughs> oh,
1: well, maybe we can drop the chart and the uh, footy tips this week and talk about these four exciting salads. <laughs> However, Kevin, I would like to hear what's what, what has happened with Liz Cambridge? What did she do to my Nigerian she, friends?
2: She apparently told them uh, during the, the practice game, they, they got a little bit testy during the practice game. This was pre-Olympics. Yes. And uh, she told them to go back to their third world country and various other little things that she threw into the mix. and.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, uh, sorry, I don't see a problem with go back to your third world country. <laughs> a brawl erupted. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and that was pretty much the end of Liz's Olympic campaign.
1: Why? Because she's doing a bit of
2: sledging. Uh, well, uh, yeah, because there's a Nigerian-born hang girl. On. There's go a Nigerian-born girl world. on the Australian team.
1: But hang on, go back to your third world country. Is it a third world country?
2: Yeah, but you don't let you don't.
1: Is it a third world country? So, oh, oh, I can't. Sledge hang on, I'll ask. Hang fruit. on, let me
2: let me ask Butrus Butrus Fine here. Uh, Butrus. Yes. Is Nigeria
0: a third world country? <laughs> well. Let it be all remembered. <laughs> all of is the cradle of civilization. <laughs> <laughs> the fact day so you repeat that. Time. Time. Uh,
2: he's doing, what's his name? Um,
1: um, yeah, that Archbishop Toto, or his name? Yeah, <laughs> Not the Toto. Archbishop Toto.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, he was the shit one. Like the band.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Archbishop Toto. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, Didn't Archbishop God. Toto have an album, in Africa? <laughs>
1: yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and he lived there, and the best <laughs> he could come up with his description was well, I guess it rains down in Africa. <laughs> oh, you are a genius, mate. Jesus. You live there, and the best thing you can say about your country is Ireland. Well, uh, I, I'm not sure, but I think it rains. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, this is what happens when you get a man in a dress.
2: Don't call you Liz know? Cambridge a man in a dress. That's very unfair, Brian. No, I'm not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> that's, that's incredibly unfair, Brian. Oh, oh dearie. So <laughs> what happened to
1: Liz Cambridge?
2: Well, the, well, well, it all it all sort of came back because uh, she's now in. How do
1: we get on, Archbishop Tutu, <laughs> rather than you know?
2: Well, because we went to Butrus Butrus Fine over here, and he he
1: he he introduced
2: right. <laughs> Archbishop Tutu. Well, why do
1: Archbishop T- Toto <laughs> has got to say about the matter, oh, if you don't mind,
2: Kevin? Oh, yes. Any further uh, any further findings on it, uh, Archbishop? Toto? Once again,
0: I must remind everybody that this is the best place of mankind. It was not until man went to Europe that man became unkind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, dearie me. All right.
0: Um,
1: Begs the question.
0: Yeah, go on.
1: You know what we're going to ask? I'm going to ask you now, Fanny.
0: Did I, I did not get see. I did not see him this week. I went there. Oh, wasn't he there? No, the dragon lady. Was there. Oh God, how'd that go? Sneered at me.
2: Did you, Did you go in, or did you just walk past, check the territory out, and move along quickly?
0: She, I think she knows I was looking for it. Now he's in trouble. Oh no! But she didn't say, well, "Can I help?" she looked at me <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're in a lot of trouble with her I'm telling you you you're you're in deepest darkest Africa there finally I'm letting you know oh,
1: she had deepest darkest Africa okay mom yeah. yes <laughs> oh, that's all right meter. now uh I'll look at this look at oh, what. Sorry, Oh, I'm just watching all these bomber celebrations. Come on. Give me a break. You'd think they'd won the grand final the way they're carrying on. One game.
2: Oh. One, game. Yeah, one but, game. one game. One game. And they were
1: lucky. The umpires were on their side.
2: All right. Well, let, let's go to the footy tips for this week, and uh, we'll, then we'll get to the chart, which, oh, God, 1990, yes. I'm telling you, this will be the last time we go to the 1990s.
0: So unless
2: unless, unless someone sends me a chart that has at least 10 good songs from 1990 uh, in it somewhere, I'm not touching the 1990s again ever.
1: God. Does the 1950s have a chart?
2: Uh no, I don't I don't a lot of think like so.
1: Nineteen fifties and sixties songs are classics. Oh we'll do we'll do it a
2: sixties next week. We'll definitely do a sixties next week, maybe a sixty five or sixty four when the Beatles were explaining. But uh, yeah, the but 90s, young kids
1: might not know who the Beatles are and we've got a very big young audience. Well it's
2: very yep. important that we we'll educate
1: Archbishop Toto is part <laughs> <of> the Toto. <show.
2: laughs>
1: and I think Archbishop asked Toto. You know, if our um, our man in the reject shop <laughs> is um, unavailable, we'll ask, we know we've got to Archbishop Toto to uh, bring in.
2: Just tell him that, and he'll, he'll talk to you. You you'll, won't, won't be able to get away from him. Uh, all right, let's go to the games. For, <laughs> go to the games for this week. Uh, Friday the 13th, that'd be right. Collingwood plays the Western Bulldogs at uh, Marvel Stadium on Friday night. Another Friday night blockbuster. Uh, Brian? Who are you tipping?
1: Oh, look, the Bulldogs, they've lost their teeth, according to the paper. They're toothless dogs. Mm. But I reckon they're going to come out this week, and you know, I'm going to enjoy the game more if I'm rooting for uh, the Bulldogs. So yep. go get stuff, Collingwood.
2: All right, I'm going for the doggies, of course. Uh, bra- uh, uh, finey, sorry?
0: How's the AFL are offering a prize for the best rest Friday the 13th fan who goes through the door, so you can either wear a costume or if you're a Collingwood supporter,
2: go as is. Yes. Yes. And will they be be celebrating the Collingwood supporters or not, finding?
0: That'd be an interesting game. I'll tell you that much. I'll give you this. I'll tell you that. I'm going for the doggies. Doggies. Very good. Hawthorne play
2: Richmond uh, on uh, Saturday at uh, the MCG uh, so it's a tiger. No, it's not Tigers' home game. It's Hawthorne home game. Okay, um, I'll go the Tigers. I actually, I do think they're back. Finny,
0: well, about round nine, this is where we're at. Yep. There's no more maybe pretend, you know, early season, early season form. By now, we're starting to see the truth, and the truth is Richmond are still pretty good. Yep. They're not brilliant, they pretty good. And Hawthorne are not good. And Richmond will beat Hawthorne comprehensively. Yep.
2: Now, Mr. F- Mannix, you've been a big rat for Hawthorne during this year so far. Are you still on them or are you jumping I look, off?
1: I, well, one of the things I like about them is that, especially the Carlton-Hawthorne game, it was just good to watch. You know, people were, they were kicking it long, and they were taking marks, contested marks, and that was terrific. I was so surprised that they didn't win against Essendon last week. Um, but, you know, and I said early on in the year, Hawthorne, uh, Richmond are gone. And then I said Richmond are back. Hmm. But I think they're back again this week.
2: Okay. Uh, Richmond all round for everyone. North Melbourne all round against Port Adelaide, I'm assuming, at Blundstone Arena on Saturday afternoon. Uh, what? What?
1: Yeah, North were unlucky last week. They could have won that if they kicked about another 100 points. Yes. They would have
0: won. Who's just going to point? What? Who's playing in this game, North Melbourne versus who? Port Adelaide. North Melbourne couldn't play Port in. <laughs> 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 it's
2: a very good point. It's a very good point. Uh, so, North Melbourne all around for everyone there, I think. St no,
0: Kilda. Not North, no, Port Adelaide,
2: no. no, no. Sorry, Port, Port Adelaide, Adelaide. Sorry, I've, I've, I've written Port North. This
1: is how we rigs it every year. It buddy. is not. Yep, that's why he always comes second. Well, you can so always we go. Call our own score.
2: You can always go to the tape and listen later. Port Adelaide. Sorry for everyone there, uh, including me. St Kilda take on the Cats. I foolishly went against the Cats last week. I'm not doing that this week. So I'm going for the Cats. F- finey Where's the
0: game being played at?
2: St Kilda Cats at Marvel Stadium, your home ground, at 4.30 on Saturday afternoon.
0: Yeah, we'll win that, St Kilda. Okay. Uh,
1: Brian? Um, I think I'll enjoy the game more if I go for the Saints. So I'm going to go for the Saints with Finey. All
2: right, And I reckon he knows
1: a bit more about it than me, so just... Jump on his coattails mightn't be a bad idea.
2: Fair enough. Sydney are in Sydney. They're playing Essendon, so here you go, Brian. Here's your conspiracy. <laughs> Let your conspiracy theory go right up that flagpole.
1: <laughs> Off you go. Oh look, right uh, up the point post. Um, I'll be back in the umpires on this one, and I'm predicting a loss to Essendon by probably 11 points or less, and three, at least three, four. Dodgy, dodgy umpiring decisions in the last quarter. Right, so that's my that's my prediction for this week.
2: Okay, uh, I'm going for the Swans in Sydney. And finally you will be
0: choosing. See, I blew their lines last week. Swans, I mean, getting them bit of momentum. Did they get some players back? Can they tip them? Do they send? Do they send?
2: Swans, I'm going for. Swans, yes, sensible at the end there. The Adelaide Crows take on the Brisbane Lions. This is at Adelaide Oval. It is on Saturday night, but I, I can't pick the Crows. Sorry, I'm going to go for the Lions. I think they're, they're pretty good. Uh, Brian? It's
1: going for the upset.
2: Go Crows. Adelaide Crows, okay. And Fanny? I'm going to go for this.
0: Brisbane? Brisbane.
2: Brisbane. Okay. Brisbane. Is Vegas. Uh, now Metricon Stadium on, on uh, Sunday afternoon. Gold Coast, the Giant Killers take on Frio, the team that uh, everyone's bandwagoned uh, They're now jumping on. One uh, forty Sunday afternoon on the Gold Coast, uh, the Suns and Frio, Mr. Fine. Gold Coast Frio, Gee, You
0: wouldn't every year you look at the fixture and say, where are these two teams play? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this year, it's actually not a bad game. I tell you, not a bad game. And yeah. I'm going to go for brrr, Gold Coast. Gold Coast? I'm going to go for Gold Coast, now or never. They've got to the momentum. Now's their chance to launch their bid on a first final series. So, come on, boys. Do. Is it a home? Yeah, Metricon. on a home game. game? Yeah,
2: it's at the Gold yeah, Coast, okay. right?
1: Well, um, my head says to me, Frio. I think as I said last week I think Frio'll be in the grand final. But my heart last week said back Gold Coast but I my head said pick whoever they'll play and Gold Coast won. So once again I'm going to jump on Foni's bandwagon and um, you know and I'm going to go for the Gold Coast.
2: Okay. I'm going Frio. Uh, I like the Gold Coast but I, I can't see him I can't see him beating Frio. I think they're a, a quality side Freo Sunday afternoon at Giants Stadium. The Giants will take on Carlton. Let me lead this one off and say that I think Carlton will win that. Um, Finey, Giants, Carlton.
0: Interesting. I'll go for Giants. I'll
2: go for Giants. Giants. And Mr Mannix?
0: Giants as well.
2: Giants as well for you. Okay.
1: I hate Carlton, so I'm going to enjoy the game more if I'm going for the Giants. And
2: the weekend will finish with the West Coast Eagles playing host to Melbourne. Uh, In the five o'clock game on Sunday afternoon, if there is any interest (laughs) in this, (laughs) Uh, could the Eagles make more? Could could they do anything else wrong in the twenty twenty two season? The players go and get on the drink, go to a nightclub when they were told not to go out anywhere. Uh, They've got COVID ravaging the joint. They've got the coach offs, you know, on a COVID thing. They've they've been poor all season. They've looked ordinary. And now they're going to play. So that's the,
1: why you. That's why you think they'll
2: win. Oh yeah, uh, For
1: all of those
2: reasons. I, I I I'll be surprised if it's under a hundred points. Anyone? Uh, any thoughts on uh, how the game might pan out, Mr. Mannix?
1: Well, Kevin, you make a lot of strong, disparaging points against the uh, our good friends in the uh, West Coast of Australia. And I think it's times like this we need to remember that we are all Australians, and it's. You know, we don't, we're not America, we're divided, but in saying that, um, I'd love to see them win. I'd love it to be great, but no, no, they're going to get shit on, you know.
2: Have you got people. shows booked in Perth, have you?
1: No, I don't, um, and this is why. Are you hoping uh, to? Because <laughs> <laughs> well. um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh if, shit! It uh, sounds like it. it. <laughs> I can't. but be- I don't know if I can't believe it's not countdown. I think tickets might be on sale now. I'm not sure. Is going to Perth or not? But uh, I just should mention that. Um, yeah. yeah. Whoever West goes to play it, I'm Melbourne, of course.
2: Yes. Yes, they will not win. Uh, finally, will it be under a hundred? You can't possibly expect in a West Coast talk. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, do you think it'll be under a hundred?
0: Oh yeah, maybe. Yes, it'll be under 192.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much uh, better for the fans.
2: Oh, yeah, they'll love it. As uh, yep. and what? Uh, there, there's the tips uh, wrapped up now. We are going to the chart, and this week the chart is from the 12th of August 1990. Uh, what, what were you doing in 1990, Finny? Uh,
0: 1990, I from. I was overseas for the first. What part of 1990 is it?
2: This is uh, July. No, August. August 12th.
0: And I was back already. Back. Um, I think I just started Pub Trivia in, in pubs around Melbourne. Trivia right. Circa. Okay. Yeah.
2: What were you doing, Mr. Mannix? Where were you working in 1990?
1: I was changing nappies in 1990, uh, Kevin. Uh, my daughter was one and.
2: Oh, he's just booted himself off. Oh, damn,
0: mate.
2: (laughs) We're about to get one of those lovely, touching Brian Mannix
0: nappy Nappy stories.
2: And uh, he booted himself off. Well, that's that's most unfortunate. He'll be back uh, shortly. He's just pushed the wrong button on his phone, I'd say. Will be be the problem there. So we'll get him back. While we're waiting for him to come back in, let me tell you the top ten from uh, the 12th of August, 1990. Oh, this doesn't read well. Oh, no, it doesn't. Uh, let's go. Number 10 was um, – hang on, it. Yeah, number 10, Unskinny Bop by Poison. Yep. Number nine was I Don't Want to Be With Anybody But You by Absent Friends. Number eight was Spin That Wheel by High Tech Three. Number seven was Hanky Panky by Madonna. Number six was Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Number five was It Must Be Love by Roxette. Number four, Lay Down Your Guns by Jimmy Barnes. Number three, Joey, Concrete Blonde. Number two, Epic by Faith No More. And number one was You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. So there is the uh, the top ten from the 12th of August, 19... Uh, 19- this is the ARIA chart, incidentally, because... uh finding uh, the uh, radio station charts from, from this era. They don't, if they do exist, no, you can't find them anywhere. So um, they either weren't doing them or whatever. Now, before we move on here, I'll try and uh, – he's, now he's back. Here he comes. There you there go. You go. All, right. All right. So we've just gone through the top ten for um, 1990, we've gone through those songs. So
1: I'm glad I didn't have to listen to it, Kev. Yeah,
2: no. Well, I
1: read it really well. Well, I'm sure you did. You know, that's – you know, I'll hang shit on you in any way I can, but I will <laughs> never hang shit on your pronunciation and reading and your skills.
2: Okay, thanks. Uh, so you can start us off. You're, you're number three bad and your number three good from this, what I have to say, is a, a most horrible chart.
1: Yes. It's, uh, oh,
2: yeah. so much Who's shit. Who's me or, yeah, or no, you, you, you lead us off, Brian. Give us, you, give us your number three.
1: Well, I think that uh, we could have a very good look through at number eight, Um, Unskinny Bop. Is this bad? Oh, it's it's bad. It's worse than bad, Kev. (laughs) This is outrageously (laughs) sinful. Um, Unskinny Bop. Now, can anybody tell me what an Unskinny Bop is? And... Is it worth putting three cans of hairspray in your hair to sing such worthless lyrics? Um, I can't understand why girls would say, oh, when he sang Unskinny Bop, my heart just melted. Um, It's not really inspiring. It's, um, how would I describe it? I, I just have to say shit out that's a technical musical term obviously that's very technical in the music industry and um, when we're going for good ones I saw my best one that's easy to find oh I just found another shit one this is good Um, I think we'll uh, be talking about uh, third best it's uh, number 46 you wouldn't think I'd like this but bust a move oh really Wow. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I think it was in a basketball game I had on um, Sega Mega Drive, and I got used to it. But, um, no, look, you know, sometimes that kind of music like, must move, yeah. You know, if you add the right amount of drugs and alcohol, you can really see yourself (laughs) swinging across the floor on this.
2: Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Um, Okay. Finally, what have you come up with uh, having a wonderful uh, forensic look over this uh, piece of uh, e- excrement from the 90s?
0: Yeah, well, look, I'm glad you've named it for what it is. It is excrement from the 90s. Number three, good, I'm going the angel. Dogs are talking. Yep. Oh, yeah, nice. Now, not their best dog, but certainly not their worst. You know, it's definitely the angel. Yep. Uh that resonates, and yeah, that gets a run at number three for the good ones. Number three for the bad ones. Well, I mean, it behooves me. Are you familiar with that expression?
2: Uh, I think I know what you mean. It, it's 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 a it it's something you
0: have it to do. I have to. Yeah. I have. To, I have to include tornado Cox. Oh. Um, because beyond nothing compared to you, everything else that she wrapped her bony hands around was absolute shite. <laughs> so The Emperor's New Clothes by Shidaid O'Connor. <laughs> uh,
2: Shidaid O'Connor. I didn't. Uh, I hadn't picked up on that uh, change of name for her. Uh, it's very nice. Um, now, my number three bad... Uh, is number nineteen. It's called "The Right Combination" by Seiko Matsuda and Donny Wahlberg. Now we know Donny uh, these days is a, is quite a good actor in uh, in Blue Blood, a television series on uh, on uh, prime television across America and here it shows here on Channel Ten um, with Tom Selleck and uh, and Donny Wahlberg in it. It's not a bad little show, and he's not a bad little actor in it. Um, and he was a part of um, you know that. Uh, all-boy band that they had going around him and his brother. But uh, this, uh, Seiko is apparently uh, at this stage was a Japanese singer who'd sold 30 million copies in, uh, in Japan, which I don't know if that actually means a lot, 30 million in Japan. But um, she did this duet with, with um, uh, Donnie, and it, it made Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson sound like two of uh, the so- singers that Jesus and God had put the best voices in the world to. Because it's just bloody awful, and the lyrics are horrible, and the singing's equally as bad. So, my number three bad is the right combination, which in fact wasn't um, the right combination. It was a bloody awful combination. As so far as you
1: were concerned, it was ice cream and tomato well, sauce. It was, it, uh, and I don't,
2: I didn't know the song at all until I, uh, and I was on, obviously, on Triple M in 1990 doing the breakfast show with the Degeneration. Um, and I, I don't ever remember playing it, and I don't ever remember hearing it, but for some reason it is there at number 19 in the chart. So it if I know. Right. Uh, now, my number three, good. Um, I just like oh, – you know how uh, there's – you know, every now and again you need a little sugar hit and you just need to have a listen to something that is meaningless. Um, there's not going to change the world, just a nice little uh, melody – Frivolous, silly lyrics. This but actually, your rock
1: and roll pick of the week, is it?
2: It's actually, a, it's actually just a good little song to listen to. I put on this afternoon. It's got a great little clip and uh, I was popping away to it because I, I quite enjoyed it. Elton John's Club at the End of the Street. I, um, I quite like that.
1: Club at the end of the street. Yeah, that's all yeah. right. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, it just good. got a kind of little almost uh, Motown feel about uh, bits of it and a sort of... A Caribbean feel about it. It's just, yeah, it's just a nice, nice little.
1: I'm not going to sit a hitman round in your joint because you picked that.
2: Good. I'm pleased. You might okay. with some of my later picks though, but that's all oh, right. Oh, sure, I will. All right. you're number two, Bad and Good. Brian, what do you got?
1: Um, okay. I just want to find it again. It's, um. At, yeah, this is, look, this isn't the worst song, but it's just a really good example of somebody or record company saying, oh well madonna's doing this so you should do this or you know it's it's art by committee and you know tina arena is a fantastic singer and she does a great job on this as well but tina arena's singing i need your body you know let samantha fox do that um tina you know her, what's the sorrento moon Yeah, that's the street yeah. she should be driving around you know and Change is a great song. Change is terrific. Yep. But you know, even in the film clip, they Look, no. It just to me, it's the wrong song for this artist. I think this artist is far classier than I need your body. You know, you get it's that she used to wear the light bike gear. You know, yeah. You know, Melissa DeCourts can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so that's my number three bad. Oh, not because it's that bad a song, but I just think it's a really bad.
2: I agree, totally agree. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I, love, I love Tina. I think Tina's got a wonderful voice and uh, oh, and Sorrento Moon and that. Great song. So Yeah, this is a bit of kind of uh, dance pop yeah. dross.
1: It's a producer telling Tina how to do stuff. Yep. Yep. And, she, you know, but you don't need a Tina Arena singer to sing a mediocre pop song no. like this. So that's why it's number two on the bad. Nothing against our good St. Columbus friend, Tina Arena. Correct. Okay. Now, my number two good mm-hmm. is the number two song, and that's Epic uh, yeah. by Faith No More. And I think this is just a bit of a, as Rowan would say, it's a game changer um, in that it, I think it was the first song where there was kind of rapping with rock and roll. And, it, yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, the, the film clip's great. Um I think it's their best, their best work. But um, "Faith No More" epic number two for me.
2: Yep, a good singer too. He got really good voice, I reckon. The, the yeah. singer of "Faith No More." Uh, finally, what do you got? Number uh, number two.
0: Number two, good. I got the Black Sorrows, Holly
2: and Rose. Oh, nice song.
1: Oh, yep. nice. Good,
0: isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Very good song. I love it. I play it regularly.
0: I think most people know it. No, that's a very good song. I can say no more other than it's not necessarily my music every day of the week, but I, I think it's a great song. Yep. Yep. Number two, bad. Well, obviously, you know, look. If I could, if I could live on a planet that's exactly the same as Earth, that I had everything's the same. I know Kevin Hillier and I know Brian Mannix still go to the Ingerman Hotel, I've got my family, but on that planet there are no boy bands. It would be a, a million times a better planet than Earth. So new kids on the block, step by step, makes me stick to the pit of my stomach. <laughs> I mean, who came up with boy bands? I mean, what you know, where, where do they find me... Boys in inverted commas It all seems a little bit bloody and dogs you to me Where do you look for boys For a boy band oh, I am yeah. here to see you Any of you boys things You're lucky you weren't caught up in that horrible world Brian You, were, you must a pretty well, boy
1: I, yeah. I was lucky in that I played an instrument So you know If you play an instrument you don't get in a boy band It's all about
0: no, you'll end up, and if you Somebody else
1: will play the music for you all you guys you got to do is stand there, learn the dance steps and uh, sing the songs that we tell you to sing. And if you can't sing, we'll fix it with auto-tune, but um, we're going to make a squillion dollars out of you and then when another boy band comes along, we're going to drop you like a hot potato. And you can just live in the misery for the rest of your life.
2: Now, having said all that, I got some feedback on the House Martins from last week, um, uh, Fanny, and your choice of of that, which, as we said at the time, really, really good song. Um, Fat Boy Slim was in uh, the House Martins. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't realise. And another bloke went on to front uh, another band. Someone sent me an email about it uh, during the week. So um, they were, were quite uh, quite buoyed by the fact that you mentioned the House Martins last week.
0: Um, yeah, that's
2: and we uh, and we welcome your thoughts on uh, on Facebook or uh, or Twitter for the uh, the rock and roll pages that we've got. Now, my number two, Bad, is a double banger, and I. I I will apologise if I'm gazumping either of you two with this, but it's they're two songs and I listened to them both today and I can't work out. It's really difficult for me to pick which one I hate the most because they're both absolutely shit house. Um, both done by the same uh, act, uh, and I know he's had his troubles of recent times and he's had to endure that, but he's going to have to. Cop- are you, uh, sorry, he's going to have to cop this one too because uh, number 30 and number 32. Uh, and the supplementary piece of crap uh, would be anything else that he released. I'm sorry, but check one, too, Craig McLaughlin. You've got my number two, um, which gives you some idea of how bad the number one that I've got is. Um, with um, Amanda, which I didn't remember, and Mona, which everyone remembers and goes, oh, Jesus. Um, and Amanda is actually, I watched the film clip. It's a very young Naomi Watts in the film clip. Um looking gorgeous, but Jesus, the song's awful,
1: so um well, well Kev, let me ask you this would mm-hmm. you do you like eat? It, would you like to eat a mandarin? Or would you rather eat a mandarin? <laughs> I think that was the question that where's Craig archbishop was
2: Where's Archbishop Toto when I need him? Where is he, <laughs> Where is he gone um uh, thanks brian i I'll, can I get back to you on that
1: okay,
2: okay um, <laughs> Oh, God, Mannix. And my number two good, and I hope it doesn't up you here, Brian, uh, is down at number 43. Uh, and only just gets ahead, in ahead of a couple of other songs that I quite like, in, uh, and there's very few that I like on this chart. Um, and this isn't my favourite song by this band, but uh, they're a good band. This is a good song. Not a great song, but a good song. Talk about it by Boom Crash Opera.
1: Ah, oh, yes, I, I agree. It's not one of their, their best, but it's still great. They have... Excellence and very good. Yeah, that's pretty much the way they run. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and yeah. No, that's a good choice, I think. And um, yeah, what were you saying before about? Oh no, I had something to do with it.
2: No, but we're not mentioning Amanda again. Okay, unless Finny. I mean,
1: before that, you asking Finny about. You know, <laughs> oh, I don't know what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Okay, now you're number one. I, my number one.
2: Let me hang on. Let me set you. so far. You've got. Uh, hang on. I've I've completely stuffed this up. You've got Unskinny Bop and uh, Tina Tur- Tina Tina Turner Tina Arena. Um, yep. And you've got uh, Buster Move by Young MC and Epic by Faith No More in your in your goods.
1: Yes. I'm um, just trying to find the bad one I had. Um, but um, oh, there's no shortage. Well, yeah, there's the, you, you're not wrong there, Kev. And, oh, there's um, some
2: shit in this chart.
1: Um, I think, well, look, I don't know what the hell this is about. Uh, actually, I didn't mind that, no. Okay, well, anyway, my number one good. <laughs> good, yeah, give is, us that. Is, is um, Joey by Concrete block. Oh,
2: yeah, you've always liked that.
1: Well, and if you passed out on the floor, Joey, I'm not angry anymore fuck it sounds like they've had the worst fight (laughs) and but the love is it's just bigger than the fight which sounds like it's a stinker and the the relationship probably should break up but i just think there's something really beautiful in that it's a nice she's
2: got a nice voice hasn't she
1: oh yeah I, i i think yeah no i'm you know if they were playing in my backyard, I would be shutting the blinds. I'd yeah. be having to look at him. Yeah, um,
2: no, she got a nice voice. Johnette Napolitano,
1: I think her name is. Yeah, what was the song you were bagging earlier, Kevin, for your number two bad?
2: Oh, it was the two um, uh, ones from Mister Mister McLaughlin.
1: Oh, no. So they were produced by Garth Porter, and I actually think that were they, they really? Yes, they were, by, from the keyboard player from Sherbert for those yeah. of you that don't know. And he's a very good producer. And I think if you actually listen to the production on the records, they're, they're pretty good. I just think there's a bit of a stigma, oh, it's Craig McLaughlin, so, oh, no, shit, he's an no, actor. He's now, a, hang on.
2: No, no, hang on. Now, Amanda is a oh, – sorry, Amanda is just a shit song. That is just – Well, I don't that, know. It
1: might be one that Craig wrote. But,
2: uh, I don't know who wrote it, but it's uh, the Mona's an old classic song, I think – I'm trying to think who wrote it. Um, It wasn't um, the Big Bopper or someone like that. I think, from memory, someone from that era. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, no. Amanda's just a shocking song. Now, have you had number one bad for me?
1: I have. It's um, uh, well, what what do you think my number one bad would be, Kev? Uh,
2: I can't see a Toto song in here. Hang on, I'm trying to. I was. uh, An
1: Archbishop song, perhaps.
2: Uh, now you like you don't mind rock set, you wouldn't put Jimmy in there because that's not that bad no, a song. No, no. Um, Taylor Dane, I know you wouldn't like you've got, yeah, you Mad- Madonna, you probably wouldn't put in there. Uh, yeah. Oh, hang on,
1: there you go. You, you might found
2: it. You might have the same one that I've got for number one. <laughs> what is it? Does it happen to be number 20 on this chart? Let
1: me have a little look here. Um, uh, Get my glasses before we do the next thing, Keith. Mm. But, uh, I can't really read it, Keith. Uh, All
2: I want to do is make love to you by heart.
1: This was a disgrace, a departure <laughs> from their normal style. And there's lots of keyboards and power ballad. And, you know, we liked them singing Barracuda and being yes. rocking and being going, wow, I didn't realize girls could play guitar and that good. And, you know, so yeah, bad. Bad choice. Just going for the money, stupid manager, stop listening to him, sack the producer and do your own shit, girls. Yes. That's it.
2: Yes. Good call. Good call. Righto, finally, what do you got for us uh, to uh, join The Emperor's New Clothes by Shit Aid O'Connor, Step by Step by New Kids on the Block, and in The Good Pile, we got The Dogs are Talking by The Angels and Harley and Rose by uh, The Black Sorrows. Your number ones, please, sir. Well, as you
0: know, my number one bad is Amanda by O'Connor, I was moaning after I Craig McLaughlin and they should have ended it, check one, two, check, check. No, you're not on, top off. On. <laughs> <laughs> check, one, two. Ah, very good. Horrible, horrible song. Homoerotic film clip. Stupid, stupid, stupid piece of everything. <laughs> Well, Uh, there you have it. There you have it. Special
1: comments from the supercars. There you go. Stupid (laughs) pieces of fucking everything.
0: (laughs) Back with more after this.
2: Yes. And your number one
0: good? Well, I've only got one thing to say about number one good. You know what that is? Go on. You ready? You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. This is a jam for all the fellas trying to do what those ladies tell us. Get shut down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get to, get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Go to a and clad and show in party. A kick walk. No, if you kick walk by a witcher her. you're standing on the wall looking like Swindex Dexter. And I mean, that was one of the great early fun songs to learn the lines of, wasn't it? Is that your number one good? That's yours, number three good. No, I didn't have that. Yeah, bust a, it here, bust a Move,
2: Young MC, that was your oh. number three.
0: Oh, I don't listen to the words in crap like that. Um, a walking, up starts gawking, Sit down to next to you and start talking. I said so you're number today. one good. Okay, okay, all the groove." Right. So come on, fatso, just bust a move. <laughs> and that's your number one? Yeah, and oh, look, oh. it's a really good song, a really good, yeah. you know, fun rap song. And as a Bust a Move, become, you know, Bust a Move, you get up and dance. Come on, make stuff to move. Yeah, yeah, no, it's
2: become part of the vernacular. It's,
0: it's a really good vibe. term for getting up and getting it's a really good term for baiting somebody to get up and dance. Yeah. Come
2: on, make sure to move. Yeah, no, it is. That is good. Okay. That's an interesting uh, threesome there. Uh, my number one bad is uh, Hearts All I Wanna Do is Make Love to You. You're right, Brian. I loved them doing Barracuda and Magic Man. Two Whoa. two really good songs. Bit of guitar, bit of kill, bit of yes. And I've uh, I uh, I see they've done uh, some rock versions of uh, other people's songs, like they do a version of Stairway to Heaven on on YouTube, which I haven't looked at, but I'm I'm told is very good. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I I liked them when they when they did that stuff. I didn't like the big ballad stuff. I thought that was crap. Uh, and my number one good uh, is an Aussie uh, song. Um, Still Got the Blues by Gary Moore is very close for me because I've always loved that song and always yeah, loved that guitar. Um, and I actually like Dave Stewart's Lily Was Here, that uh, lovely little instrumental thing he did for a movie um, with the with the uh, female sax player. But my number one is number nine on this chart, and it's Absent Friends, which is Sean Kelly and Wendy Matthews. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be with nobody but you. I think Wendy sings that like an angel.
1: Yeah. Well, her next two hits were all about Angels' though. Yeah. I don't Yeah, um. I, uh, I, oh, no. yeah no, no, the other one. A cloud in the sky. Yeah, that song. Yeah, she's terrific. Oh, I she's think lovely. she's got a
2: beautiful, beautiful voice, and she sings just that song is just as if, I mean, it probably was written for her, but that that is just an absolutely beautiful um, song that just works. I just I've always love that song. You never hear it. But I've always, I've always loved that song.
1: Yeah, no, she's got a wonderful voice, and um, I bump into her every now and then when we do these festivals with uh, for Empire thing, and she'd often be there, and so I got to sort of spend a bit of time. With her. And you know, I don't know how old she is, but I think she's older than me. But she looks so beautiful. Oh
2: yeah, and she's, she's a lovely, lovely, lovely human being too, Wendy. You
1: know, she said to me, Brian. Can we have a bit of humpy pumpy? I'll say yeah. Oh, You're right. Let's have a crack. Let's
2: go to the caravan behind the food tent. We, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it a go. <laughs> why what isn't it surprise? that's not the first time you've ever said that in a public um, forum either. Let's go in the food van. What was it? Let's go in the caravan behind the food van.
1: Let's scout, scout, scout.
2: go. Is that the name Carby. of your new, is that the name of your new book, is it? Let's go in the caravan behind the food van.
1: Humpy-pumpy in the food <laughs> van. Oh, over Jesus. my new book, Kef, and um, I hope everybody can look out for
2: that. No, that's not true. Oh, God. All right, gents, anything to finish on uh, before we say farewell for another week of... I'll <laughs>
0: oh, well, you I, I ed- something to say. Yeah, go on. Good. Now, last night I watched a show that I've never really watched in a before. In fact, I've probably just potted it because it's not my type of show. It's mm-hmm. called The Voice. And I don't really watch it because I'm not interested in backstories and sob stories and, you know, my mum's leg got caught in a mincer and that's why I haven't sung for 15 years or, you know, yeah. somebody stuck a ferret down my backside so I haven't been able to sing. <laughs> it should probably be up your backside if it's a ferret in the backside. But I watched, it, I watched it last night. Yeah. And everybody on it had beautiful singing voices. So, However, no, no. So, as much as I don't necessarily like the production, or you know, I think that that Indian bloke, the, the judge, he gives me the absolute shit. I could kick him to the moon. That's not because he's now, Indian. Guy
1: Sebastian.
0: No, Keith Turbin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Keith Turbin.
0: His name in it, oh, anyhow. The I don't
1: Jessica like
0: him boy, do The Indian girl Jessica Mowboy, that one, <laughs> no, <laughs> she's no, turban, yeah. But, yeah. but they could all sing. I mean, and a lot of them got eliminated. It was some sort of elimination night, but you know, just I sort of thought to myself, all right, I've watched it. I tried, you know, this won't mean anything to you, Brian, because you can sing, but you know, I hold a note. About as well as until the line held a mark yesterday, and <laughs> and I can't sing. I wish I could sing. I would have been a showman like you, Brian. Oh, yeah. But then again, I'd, I'd probably sensation. be in the face. I'd, pro- I'd probably be. You know, we'd be, We'd both be walking through Burley Head.
1: Yeah, in our shorts and thongs, enjoying the sun, thinking, "Oh, it's a bit cool. I better go in the water to warm up."
0: But at least we we could sing. We could sing for our supper. And and for a root and stuff. Oh, (laughs) jeez. But but they could definitely sing. And I've got to admit, there's some beautiful voices out there. And if they're the ones that didn't make it, I'd like to see the ones that did.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Hang on, on, Fanny. The test is, did they get a root? because they what? it's all well and good for the, oh, you said you know they can sing, they they get a root, so they've come on and they sung, but unless Channel Seven is going to film them getting a after gig root, <laughs>
0: oh. I don't
1: know how successful you can judge them. Well,
2: you'll you know, know been, you'll know, because the new show it, it's called After the Voice, Humpy Pumpy in the Food Van. Um, is, is on is on after Big Brother on uh, Monday night. So I look forward to that. Oh,
1: wow. Well, okay. Humpy Puppy in the food van, yeah. the, the voice after show. Yeah, Fantastic.
0: that's it. That's it.
1: Look, wait till you see what they do to those donuts.
0: <laughs> when you tie it all up in a bow like that, Kevin, which you always do, you know what you've got to say. Yeah. What's that? You, when you bring it all back and you tie it up in a bow Say thank you very much. I'll be back on Thursday. The twelve o'clock show's a little bit blue, and don't forget to try the veal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 oh, lovely. Uh, it's been a delight as always, boys. I've we've, we've introduced a new character to the program. Archbishop Toto could be uh, could very be
1: good. Could,
2: could, could be uh, making it several more appearances. We'll see no, how I we go. I hope so. I hope
1: so.
2: Have a lovely week, gents, and I look forward to your company in a week's time.
0: Brain is a reprobate. <laughs> You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.